Hi, I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, where I am an astrologer and mindfulness consultant. This podcast is for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention. Here we tap into mindfulness for both life and business. From community-driven leaders, conscious humans, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and beyond, we'll discover all the different ways mindfulness can be applied to you. My podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, hello. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Hope you're having a good day or afternoon or evening. Um, so welcome to season two of the Be Mindful podcast. So I hope you enjoyed season one of the podcast, um, that I put out in November and December with some amazing guests. If you haven't listened to those episodes, um, I encourage you to go and take a look and see if there's anything that piques your interest and, and listen to one of those episodes. But for... 2021 and season two of the podcast, new year, new you, not really, but like new year, new ideas. I was thinking about trying season two just as like solo episodes where just I talk and and take a break from interviewing and then maybe pick up the interviews again for season three. We'll see how things go, but um, I'm a Gemini and I like changing things up and trying new things. So season two is just going to be me talking I think I have it written down somewhere that it's like season two talking to myself so um for today's episode as you can tell by the title I wanted to talk about using your needle chart and astrology as a tool for self-awareness so how I kind of envision this season two um of the podcast like sort of like looking with the eight episodes I don't know why I chose eight but I want each season to have eight um episodes and I kind of wanted it to mirror um the new coaching service that I offer but kind of break down like what I do in each week with clients but break it down in this like each week talk about that topic in a podcast conversation type form So starting with how I start everything with my clients is by looking at your needle chart. So for this episode, if you want to have your like needle chart beside you, like on your phone or on your computer or something, um, that would be like really cool. So as I'm like talking about stuff, you can like look at yours to see exactly what I'm talking about, especially if you're a visual learner, learner, it'll be great to, um, to see everything. Um, and then for episode two, I'm going to talk more about like, um, how to pick your niche and get clear on your brand messaging In episode three, talking about creativity, episode four, talking about marketing and social media from a mindful and authentic perspective. Episode five will be incorporating mindfulness practices into your business. Episode six will kind of be about how I intuitively run my business with astrology and spirituality. Episode seven will be about business boundaries and episode eight will be about intuitively planning your week because there's an energy to each day. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to do it this way. So it connects to 
each week how it breaks down um in the coaching program and how that kind of like looks like I just thought it was cool because I'm like oh there's eight weeks that where I work with clients and then there's eight podcast episodes I want and then I will record a meditation as well for like episode nine like the bonus episode I did that for the last season um I recorded I think a chakra meditation and it seemed to be very well received so I will think of another meditation to do at the end of this season so those are just like a few updates I wanted to talk about um, and now let's get into using your natal chart and astrology for self-awareness. Step one to um, using astrology um, in your natal chart for self-awareness is to have your natal chart. So if you do not already have your natal chart up in front of you, um, pause this episode and and look at it. So you can just type in natal chart on Google. Um, there's astro charts, um, astro style, and astro seek. I believe those are three of them. Um, so you'll need your uh, date of birth, the time, and the location. If you do not have the time of your birth, that's fine. You'll see all your planetary placements. However, you will not get to see like the chart where it starts with your rising sign because your time of birth indicates your rising sign. Um, so after you, so it'll be like a circle where it has planets on the outside and then where everything is placed on the inside with like a bunch of weird like triangles and squares and lines in the center. And there's usually like a, a legend that describes what all the symbols mean at the bottom. But um, I'll just talk about like why I love to use astrology as a tool for self-awareness and how it's kind of like helps me and everything. So. I've always resonated with my sun sign for as long as I can remember. So um, I'm a Gemini, like 100%. Um, even my mom, my grandma, everyone's like, oh, yeah, total Gemini. So even when I was younger, um, I always remembered people's birthdays. Like everyone who I grew up with in like elementary school, like I, 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 I still know their birthdays now. Um, which is like, I thought always was weird that I was like really good at remembering, like, I guess information or like numbers and stuff. But I've learned that as an air sign, um, so the three air signs are Gemini, Libra and Aquarius. So I guess air signs have this like ability to like remember things and have like photographic memories, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I can connect, um, a lot more information to what everything means now that I'm older. Uh, back in, I think it was grade eight, I, um, got this, like, book and, like, one of the book fairs, and it was, like, this birth, book of birthdays, and it had every day of the year in it, and, like, what that meant, um, like, about the person based on astrology, and I thought it was really cool, and I, I went around, and I, like, read everybody their, like, astrology stuff. It was, like, really, really cool, so, like, I'm not shocked at, like, how, like why I'm doing this now and like eventually like down the line I probably will become like an official astrologer just like wait for that to happen but um 
yeah, I believe that birthdays are a really important thing. It's like, it's like the day you were born and like, it, it's an important day that it defines you, who you are, your personality and everything like that. And uh, some people don't like celebrating their birthdays, which I think is like really weird. I feel like it's like your, your day that you were born and like you should celebrate that. And there is some like definitely a lot of meaning in the day that you came onto this planet. So right now you're, you'll, you have a conversation with me, you'll hear me say things like, um, my cancer rising is why I'm so quiet. Um, if, if you've never met me before and like you first meet me, I'll, I'll come across as very quiet and like timid and shy and kind of like, I'm maybe not that interested in talking to you, but I'm just very like, uh, like, like cancer is represented by the crab. I'm like very in my shell. Right. Um, or I might say something like I'm quite direct with communication or my writing is very organized and that might have something to do with my Mercury and Taurus. Um, and then I know some people who do not have, um, a certain element in their chart and I might say to them like, oh my goodness, how does it feel to have no water? Do you ever feel like you're going to like explode or implode with emotion because you have so much fire and air in your chart? So I've gone into the habit of reading and discovering my friends and family's charts and um like after I figured out my own but like I'm always learning new things with it it's like an ever what's the word like ever it's not changing it's kind of like it's set it's very like old all of this knowledge but um I feel like there's always something more to learn or like you think of something you're seeing you're like wow because it's just it's like a lot of information so after compiling and learning all of this information, I wanted to see if I could read other people's charts and explain the information to them and see how much it resonated with them. So so far, I really only um, so far I've really only um, talked to like friends and family about their charts and everything. But about ninety percent of the feedback I've gotten about chart and planet placements is um, like positive, like most people can connect to it, um, which I think is really cool. And to me, it just proves that astrology is like this cool, real thing. Um, sometimes when I talk about it, I feel like some people aren't as into it as I am, which I have to understand, but it might sound a little like woo-woo, but um it's honestly just talking about the different elements and um, that exist like all around us and the planets that are like always doing stuff in the sky. So yeah, and I guess before I'm, I'll talk about um, the stuff in the needle chart, I'll just briefly go over the elements. So I'm in the Deborah Silverman level one program. I think by the time I put this live um on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'll be done the level one program, but um the way that Deborah Silverman, who's wonderful to listen to, she's a fellow Gemini, so like I love listening to her talk. She um she basically she doesn't even talk about the zodiac signs, which you pro you're probably familiar with your sun sign, but she really breaks it down into the four elements, which are water, air, earth, and fire. And um, it's it's more learning about those elements and then um, 
if you can understand those, then you can just basically understand astrology because each zodiac sign is tied to an element, which is then tied to a yin or yang um, energy. So it's really cool. So um, yeah, I guess I'll talk about water first briefly. So um, water, if you have a lot of water in your chart, you're more likely to be more intuitive and like open to all this like mystical stuff um but you're most likely emotional intuitive uh sensitive uh you might withdraw at certain times um you probably really like your alone time I have some water in my chart so I'm just like kind of speaking on personal experience but um you get quiet and if you're not like in the mood to do something you probably will just like not talk um yeah but one of the great things about um being connected to the water element is like the expression of emotion so um and you, you might like cry a little easier things um you might love to be around bodies of water I personally like love the ocean and swimming I like love being in the water um yeah so it's like a little bit about water um air which I connect to air as well, but air is more of that, like, communication, the talking, the fast thinking, the ideas, um, like, writing, journaling, meditating, that's all air, your thoughts, right, um, but, like, the bad side of air is being, like, indecisive, not sticking to things, you know, being go, 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 um, you talk too much, you're starting to, like, gossip and not talking mindfully, or you're not really, really thinking, you're just kind of speaking, the next element would be earth. So earth people are usually very grounded and practical and reliable and stable and steady. Like they're earth, right? Um, yes. As an air sign, I know that um, having earth people in my life is like a good thing to help like steady me, but they can sometimes get a little like fixed in um, their ways and not want to change because they're like, they're slow to change. If something's working, why, why change it? That's the practicality of the, um, the earth sign. And then, and then the last is fire. Um, fire being the most like intensive, passionate, physical energy, like the go, go, go fire sign people will probably have so much energy they don't know what to do with themselves so they're probably going to find themselves like working out a lot um being very passionate about something like they have to make sure um that they have a lot of energy outlets so if you find yourself like if you have a bunch of energy outlets and you don't really know what to do, do with yourself all the time or you want to be active all the time you probably have a lot of fire in your chart <music> so just by um looking at the elements um you can start to sort of learn more about yourself and why you might do certain things or act a certain way and you can use this information to make better um informed decisions in your life or and um and or your business um, so after you've sort of assessed maybe like which element after I explain them, which one you kind of like 
gravitate towards like you, there's probably one that like stood out for you one or two um so technically you need all four elements like in your daily life to feel like balanced and if you're feeling a little unbalanced or stuck somewhere you can kind of really simplify things and and look at those elements to see if you use them all um but if you are missing an element in your um, natal chart or you have like a lack in one element it might be harder for you to um like utilize that element or you might feel a little unbalanced in a, in a certain um part of your life but just by becoming aware of that it can be really helpful for you so that you don't feel as um imbalanced so after you you have your natal chart you've looked at the elements um and it can be overwhelming i always say like the next step when like learning about astrology is just to take a deep breath because it's a lot of information especially if you don't know anything about astrology just yet and especially since i'm like talking about this with the podcast and you can't like see anything um yeah so i will just take a minute to mention that um you can book astrology uh, like natal chart readings with me I do them uh, digitally via zoom and they're really fun so if you did want to like learn more about your chart you can always book a session with me or um, through my um, I call it like my magical membership with Hamilton Healing Haven that I have secondary to my business Be Mindful Studio um, that's with my friend Amanda we've created this like member portal that you pay um, $22 for monthly and you get access to all of these courses that we've created for you as well as like a monthly um, astro tarot forecast. Amanda does the tarot, I do the, astro uh, the astrology and then we both talk about like lunar transits but if you're interested in learning more about astrology um, we do have like I've created all the astrology content in the membership so it kind of breaks everything down and there is like a visual representation of everything if you want to like dive into something after listening to this episode but so the next step is take a deep breath so if you'll just like take a moment right now to sort of be aware of your surroundings and what you're doing maybe it's time for you to take a little break close your eyes if that feels comfortable for you Notice any sensations you're sort of feeling in your body. Maybe like move your neck a little bit, roll your shoulders out. And then if you can, have your feet planted on the ground in some way. And then take a deep breath in through your nose. And sigh it out through your mouth. Okay. So I have on my little notes here. Um, the next step after you've um, your charts in front of you, you've looked at your elements, where do you go from here? Sort of like what I did to, to learn more about astrology is you can just start by Googling. Google is like a great tool when it comes to astrology. Um, so each... Um, you can first Google like how I've broken it down and like... Um, the courses with Hamilton Healing Haven, like how I found it the easiest was what does like before looking at something like how I mentioned earlier, my Mercury is in Taurus. Before 
really knowing what that means, it's important to first know what the planet Mercury represents and then knowing what the zodiac sign Taurus represents and then doing that for each planet and doing that for each zodiac sign because even if your chart doesn't have a certain zodiac sign in it, it's just if you are really into learning about astrology, it's good just to know like all the signs and then you can like know stuff and share it with your your friends and family. But um, it's I just think it's important to like know like your sun sign is your sort of like external reality and like your ego and what most people know you as, but your moon sign is who you are on the inside and your internal reality. And your rising sign is like your soul and how you appear to the world. Your Mercury is how you communicate, right? And then if you look at the placement, so the Taurus and Mercury, having that earth energy and the way I communicate. Stuff like that, it's easier to kind of like break it down into step by step so that putting it together is easier. And then once you have like a solid understanding of the information, you can use that to make some better informed choices like knowing yourself I feel like is really big so some things you could google are like what does so after mercury comes venus so what does the planet venus represent in astrology so in, on, on google it would it would show that it rep, venus is the planet of love and beauty and abundance and feminine energy so after you've learned that you can google what does it mean to have venus in aries so Aries is a fire sign. So if you think about what I said earlier about how fire energy is very passionate and energetic and intense, um, and it's actually fire is a masculine charged energy. So if you're thinking about a Venus in Aries, you'd be like, wow, in, in relationships and love with my feminine energy, it could come across very intense and passionate so like when you love you love you are like very very passionate about your relationship and, and things like that um now in contrast to that say you have a venus in cancer so venus still representing love and beauty relationships um and abundance and you have it in cancer which is a water sign and if you look kind of remember what i said about water Water is more emotional, intuitive, and soft, nurturing, and it is a feminine energy. So in relationships, you would be more um, quiet and sort of like, I just feel like a cancer would just want to be like, not like out there with um, their partner. Like they'd rather just have like a night in and, and, and interact that way and show how they feel in that regard as opposed to like, in air, someone with an Aries, um, a Venus in Aries would want to maybe do more like fun, adventurous things and, and be very expressive um, and loud about how much they love the other person. So that's kind of like the contrast there. So you could totally be a um, like a, a, a Cancer sun sign who would be a more emotional, sort of nurturing, quiet soul who loves to spend time at home, but your Venus could be an Aries and, and you have that fire in that part of your life. Hopefully this is making sense over the podcast. Um, and it doesn't sound too like rambly. I'll link um, some of my favorite resources about astrology in the show notes and links to everything I've said. 
so that um, it can maybe make more sense. Um, yeah, so I also have here in my notes just to like read articles and, and search that. So something else you could search is what does it mean to have a um, a Scorpio in Mars or what does it mean to have a Aquarius or Jupiter in Aquarius or what does it mean to have Mars and Scorpio? I should have said it that way, but but yeah, astrology is like is like its own um, like language that if you have a conversation with someone who has no idea about astrology and they if they if you're that person you're hearing me talk right now it might sound a little confusing and I don't want it to um but yeah it's it's once you learn stuff you'll know how to speak the language and it's to me it's a quite it's a simple language to kind of like pick up and everything but um once you've compiled all of this research on your chart and you've really started to become aware of um, who you are in all the different areas of your life, um, hopefully you can potentially make some better decisions on, like, how you work and live, so what's an example? So a big one, just because I'm an entrepreneur, and you potentially could be an entrepreneur listening to this, and I'm very, very big into entrepreneurship and, and business, is let's look at it from a business standpoint, so go to your chart, um, and go to the 10th house. I'm just going to pull up mine too. So I can, so the 10th house, if you know your time of birth and you have your rising. So there's the little like, um, like pie pieces, we'll call them. And if you count to number 10 in the circle, it would be kind of at like the top with this like line with an arrow, which is called your midheaven and your 10th house your midheaven, and where the the planet Saturn is, those three different um, sections in your chart will represent your career. So for me, my midheaven is in Aries. My Aries, my 10th house is ruled by Aries, and um, my Saturn's in Aries. So um, but the planet Saturn and everything in the 10th house is ruled by uh, Capricorn. Um, and Capricorn is all about uh, structure and how we structure our lives around work and stuff like that. So me having an Aries placement for Saturn and in my career house technically means that whatever I do, I have to be very passionate about because it's fire. I have to be entrepreneurial. I have to have things go my way. I want to be the one in charge. I want to be the leader. I want to start projects, maybe not finish them, but I want to start them. I have ideas. I'm like an idea machine, which is like all true. So um, a few years ago, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I was kind of, I was working part-time and going to university and it didn't feel right at all. I didn't like it. So I stopped and I started my business up full time. I talked more about that in the first episode of the podcast I ever did. But the moment I started working for myself full time was the moment that everything in my life made sense. And I will never, ever, ever work for anybody um, 
like ever. It's just not for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so if you also have a uh, Saturn and Aries, you will totally understand what I feel like right now. If you have Aries anywhere in your chart, really, you'll understand how I'm kind of speaking. But um, yes, I've never, because I started my business so young, I've never had a full-time job. And I never will. Now to say if I had like done, if I finished school and got a full-time job, I, no matter what, like it was an inevitable thing that, um, entrepreneurship for me. I'm just really happy I discovered it super early on in life. Like I refused to do something that didn't feel good. And the moment I'd pick something that felt good for myself, it everything felt like way more aligned. Now I know I'm always going to be an entrepreneur, but the Aries energy means that I might be an entrepreneur in many different things because I have so much energy and enthusiasm for my career and I have so many ideas. I'll probably have like many, many careers over this lifetime, but they will all be entrepreneurial and I know that for a fact. So that's one way, like that's one area of your chart that you can look at. I wish I could like talk to you right now and be like, okay, so like... (laughs) what is your Saturn placement? I could hear and I could like tell you things about it. Um, I'll do another example. Let's say you're, okay, I'll just do Taurus because Taurus comes after Saturn. I mean, after Aries. Oh my goodness. So if you have a Saturn in Taurus, which my brother does because he's a few years younger than me and the planets kind of, they go through all the signs. Um, So And then I should say, like, each planet, you probably know this if you have any kind of basic knowledge from, like, science when you were younger. Um, Mercury is, like, right after the sun, so it moves, like, the fastest. And, like, as you go further back, the planets move slower around the sun, so it takes them longer to go through the signs. So something like Pluto is, like, generational, so the people born in, like, a 10 to 15-year span will all have the same Pluto sign. Just random fact there. Um, So... My brother's two years younger than me, and his Saturn placement is in Taurus, just right after Aries. So for him, he needs to be in a career that's more um, grounding, stable, reliable, practical, and something that's more like a full-time permanent job, Um, and that's more structured that way, Um, and something that he feels very useful in because Earth earth sign people are always trying to like help and be of um and just they're just trying to help um so I love contract work as an entrepreneur I love short-term contracts and projects um I love it because it gives me a chance to do it and then if I don't like it if the contract's over I can move on to the next thing because my mind's like already there and that's that Aries energy but for someone like my brother who has a Saturn and Taurus like no he would not do well with contract work he wouldn't like it even if it was like a year contract somewhere like he wouldn't be able to like really function in that um environment because to him that's not like a stable reliable career so hopefully this is making sense as I like move forward the next one I'm gonna talk about actually um is a Saturn in Capricorn which is it's like home um Saturn is ruled by Capricorn and I think right now as I'm recording this, Saturn's in Capricorn, it might be moving into Aquarius, but um, my mom has a Saturn in Capricorn, and my whole life, she had a full-time permanent job. It's a fellow Earth sign, so similar to Taurus, but a little different. 
but my my whole life she had like a full-time permanent job and then when I was in high school she had to take sick leave from work and had a few um like a career kind of transition and some like employment issues and ever since I don't know how many years she hasn't had a um a full-time permanent job she's been doing uh contract work or now she works under it's like a self-employed kind of way with the company but it's still like it's a contract and she's paid not hourly it's like different so I personally like I was like this doesn't seem like it's very good for her like it, it feels like for me just watching her it feels like she's struggling with it and then I discovered that her Saturn was in Capricorn and I was like oh my goodness this doesn't make any sense I said, you thrived so much better in a full-time permanent job that was structured and you went into the office from nine to five every day. You did so well with that because that's what your um, your Saturn and Capricorn wants is it wants that structure and stability and that routine. And I'm like, you don't have that right now with your job. I was like, this is not... Um, working for you like you don't know how to work with these this contract way of of um in, in, in her field she's just not it doesn't feel right to her but she doesn't she likes the what she does as her job I don't want to say what she does on on the podcast but um yeah she she loves what she's doing she loves helping people with her with what she does but it's like it's just the format like the structure of the way her, her company is, it's just, it's not, I don't think it's, like, the best for her, but, um, so if you have looked at your Saturn placement and sort of at least looked at the element and kind of applied that to, that's how you, like, should be working, so with my Saturn Aries, I should be working in something I'm passionate about with short-term projects, contracts, or entrepreneurial work, um, I'll just flip to another fire sign quickly. If you have a Saturn in Leo, you might do something where, again, the passion, the fire, but Leo is ruled by the sun. So I feel like something in like performing, like, um, because if you're ruled by the sun, sun, the sun of the universe, you kind of want to be like the star, the sun. I feel like you could do something where it's like super duper creative and maybe you're like a a singer or an actor, something like that. And then with uh, Sagittarius, placement in Saturn, definite with that fiery passion, but more so within like wisdom, philosophy, traveling for work, stuff like that. Um, yeah, part of me kind of wants to do all of them. I've been talking for a while, but um, yeah, I feel like if you first look at for business, if you look at where your Saturn placement is, um, it can really help you see if you're like working the best way for you so that you can be the most successful. Um, I saw something the other day where it was like, anyone can be an entrepreneur. And I mean, if you have an idea that you're truly passionate about, I feel like anyone can be an entrepreneur to like a certain extent. Um, But some people don't necessarily like have the, see like, I don't want to say like not everyone can be an entrepreneur because that's not very positive and nice thing to say but see for me like I get the ideas and I have them and I start them but I don't finish them so for me the entrepreneurial 
activities is like starting a business, building it, and then selling it and giving it to someone who has the consistency, maybe like an earth sign and the business business mind from like a more stable standpoint to like run it and, and stick with it. Um, yeah, but there's so many different ways to be entrepreneurial. Um, you could always be an investor in businesses, right? An investor and advisor in businesses. So like you're not coming up with the idea, you're just investing in businesses that you think are like really good ideas. Um, there's always freelancing, um, which is kind of like contract work, but just like kind of finding what works for you. Because if you are listening to this and you're an entrepreneur and your placement doesn't seem very entrepreneurial, there's always a way to, um, a different way to, to look at it. But yeah, um, so thank you for listening today to today's episode i hope you learned something new about astrology and how you can use your needle chart for self-awareness if you have any questions regarding anything i talked about or a placement in your natal chart, uh, feel free to DM me or email me. Um, so Instagram, it's at the mindful studio. There'll be links to everything in the description, but yes, I talked about the different ways. If you want to go more in depth with, um, your natal chart, you can book a one-to-one reading with me, or you can, um, join the Hamilton Healing Haven, um, a monthly membership and sort of self-guide um, through the courses there and like teach yourself the astrology or you can use Google and Google can be your friend and you can dabble in it that way. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I appreciate you listening and please reach out with any questions. Have a good day. Bye. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or on Instagram and tag us at Be Mindful Studio and at Be Mindful Podcast. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an idea for an episode, don't be afraid to reach out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love very much to stay in touch with you. Thank you again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.